Oh man. We are tonight's entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You're on the sit list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 62 of the Sith List. I'm your host, Araj Dolachahi, and my two co-pilots for this evening's adventure, let's per- just say. Perhaps. Perhaps a joyride. Mm. What are we hanging with Rick and Morty? <laughs> the one and only, Carlos. Borgoyo. And the man they call Crunch Crunch, Les is... More Gonzalez. Okay, there we go. That was, that we're do- that, that was different we're doing from it. last week. Yeah. But here's the thing: Each one we're is getting smoother, it though. kind of yeah, right. That's we're right. getting it kind of right okay. every week. We're getting a different variation. Of it. Yeah, it's just smooth now, people. Yeah, guys, welcome Don't to jinx it, the episode. I uh, this is uh, number sixty-two, and we are excited to bring you the week in geek. Mm-hmm. And before we do our normal routine, I want to give a big shout out to um, a bunch of a couple, a couple different people. First of all. Johnny Grosso, thank you for coming on the for episode number 61. We had a blast. It was a great episode. And Mr. Mike Pappas, the episode before. I don't mm-hmm. think we thanked him last episode. So, Mike, thank you so much. Yeah, big big thanks to both of you guys. Yes, yes. yes. And also, thank you, Rogue One, for having me on to break down the trailer episode. It was a blast. We had a great time. We broke down every word and every visual element of the trailer. And it was uh, it was great. And want to give a big congratulations to the Now This Is Podcasting podcast on the Making Star Wars Network. They had their 200th episode, Jason, Randy, Sal, and Steele. Sal wasn't on, so um, they invited me to come on. Mm-hmm. And it was a truly an honor to be there sitting with those, the Mount Rushmore of Star Wars podcasting right there. So <laughs> That's pretty cool, man. That is. It was awesome. It was a great, great night. We had a blast. We, uh, we had some fun. The 200th episode was a good time. So tune in to all of those podcasts that I just mentioned, Rogue One and Now There's Podcasting. So that was last week. So we're going to give you the Week in Geek this week. Mm-hmm. But first, how you guys doing? Boo, how you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. Doing yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm getting level, through it. Keep it a keel. Hey, level keel. <laughs> Key and peel. Yeah. Key and peel. Key and peel. Mm. Yeah. How are you, Les? I'm getting through it. I'll be there. I'll be better. You're almost there. Almost there. Mm-hmm. Your Steelers won today. Yeah, it's another thing to look at. Bright side. Mm-hmm. Boo, your that over there. Let's not talk about it. Boo, your uh, Green Bay Packers. Their season's over. Yeah, man. <laughs> and my Chargers beat those damn Raiders. Mm. As long as that happens throughout the season, I could care less about any other game. As long as we beat the Raiders, the Raiders just lose four in a row, baby. <laughs> oh, sorry, just, Raider fans. Just win, baby, yeah. win. And you can't talk shit this year because we have the same record. Uh, We're both two and four. We both suck. (laughs) So there's your sports news from the Sith list. (laughs) All right. So let me give out the shenanigans. You can find us on Instagram, the Sith list, on Twitter, at the Sith list, boo. At the Sith list, boo. Crunch, crunch. 
at less is more 78. And you can find us on Facebook at symbol of the Sithless podcast. You can find our stuff, our merchandise on T public, and you can find us also on the internet with emails mm. through the Sithless at gmail.com. We have a hotline. Thank you. 707-65-GEEK1. That's 707-667-777-8457. Just sing the song, dude. Six, <laughs> three, Just sing four, the song. 8, 5, 7, 8, It's going to be one of those episodes. Yes. <laughs> So it's 707-654-3351. That's the official number. All right. This is going to be a tough one. And ask for Ginny, everyone. Nice. Very good. I wonder how many people got that one. Very good. Hopefully our older crowd. Yeah. For sure. Oh, by the way, please leave us some iTunes reviews. We got a couple more. So every single review helps. So we really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's talk about a little box office. Mm. Number one with $26.5 million. Did you see this, guys? No. You want to take a guess on what it was? No. It's not, uh, I don't think it is uh, Blade Runner. Blade Runner was number two with 15.1. The Foreigner was number three, huh. 12.8. I don't know what that one is. That's the That's Jackie, Jackie Chan, Chan movie. Oh, okay. With, Jackie uh, Chan still coming in. With Pierce Brosnan. Oh, okay. Okay. What was number one? Well, it came out this week. Um, it, it did come out this week. Well, the number one movie did come out this week. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> I can't remember. Happy Death Day. Oh, I actually wanted to see that. Wow, really? Yeah. Is that the time loop? That's yeah. the uh, Groundhog's Day for, With, for murder. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It actually looked kind of interesting. I but but it had the it looked like it had the chance to be really stupid or pretty good. So I, I was uh, that's still a, on the fence. That's a lot of money for that movie. Yeah, it is. I mean, horror movies have definitely come back. Mm-hmm. It's coming full circle again between Get Out. Well, Get Out was Annabelle. suspense kind of. Yeah, but they but they sold it as a horror film. horror movie. Uh, yeah. Well, it is horrific if you're going to get taken over, and right? Transmuted, uh, transmuted, and The Conjuring, and but it's done really well. This is this has been in the year for horror. Mm-hmm. I think. Happy Death Day, whatever that is. <laughs> we got some stuff. I wanted to play a cool video, at least the audio from this cool video by the man, the myth, the legend himself. Stan Lee. We're going to play it, and then we're going to talk a little bit about it after we play it. Here is Stan Lee. Hi, heroes. This is Stan Lee coming at you. want you to know, Marvel has always been and always will be a reflection of the world right outside our window. That world may change and evolve, but the one thing that will never change is the way we tell our stories of heroism. Those stories have room for everyone, regardless of their race, gender, religion, or color of their skin. The only things we don't have room for are hatred, intolerance, and bigotry. That man next to you, he's your brother. That woman over there, she's your sister. And that kid walking by, hey, who knows, he may have the proportionate strength of a spider. We're all part of one big family, the human family, and we all come together in the body of Marvel. And you, you're part of that family. You're part of the Marvel universe that moves ever upward and onward to greater glory. In other words, Excelsior. All right. The man right there, Mr. Stanley, just dropping some knowledge. Love that guy. Yeah. 
But I just want to let him know that I'm not a part of the fucking family because I don't get paid like I'm part of the fucking Marvel family. <laughs> no, and a lot of people don't. We a pay our money to be part of the family, but still, an just amazing kidding. message. Amazing mm. message. Definitely very, you know what? That's cool, man. Dude, it's like 90-something years old, man. Yeah, that still is awesome. Knowledge. And it's a, it's not an unlikely source, but it's good for him to speak out. Yeah, good to hear. You know, we everybody has something to say. Mm-hmm. And look, why he's not? In his, he's, he's in his nineties. He doesn't need to say anything. No, no. People know his views already, but he right. wants to come out and say some the positive truth. things and the truth. No, mm-hmm. and he's a veteran of the world mm-hmm. at that point. Sure is. So being in your nineties, he's seen a lot of different things. And at the end, yeah, he's right. We're just part of the human family. Mm-hmm. So great message. Very good. Very message. very good message. But I would still like him to get paid like I'm part of the Marvel. Nah. <laughs> I don't know. I heard some of those guys don't get paid a lot, man. I'll take ten bucks. <laughs> maybe we have to work a back end deal like Downey. Yeah, right? just start. Maybe, maybe taking... I have to meet Harvey Weinstein. Oh, yikes! Ooh. No, I don't know if you want to do that. Well, you're good looking. Yeah. No. No, I'm not saying yeah that I'm good looking. I'm just contemplating if I, if I, what would I do if I met Harvey Weinstein? Probably punch him in the gullet right now. Well, yeah. Scumbag. Uh, people know where he is. I think if you actually hit him in the face, he'd probably look better. <laughs> he does. He probably would look better. He is pretty ugly. Oh, Shrek! It's an awful, excited. awful story, man. And, and what a pig! It gets worse and worse every day. Every day. That's the worst part. Dude, this is new. This is new. Look right. at this. He did this. He did that. Yeah, but that can just open so many other <sighs> doors for. Oh yeah, you don't plenty think of people you don't, to come out you don't about think, other people. He's bro, he's not the only monster. Yeah, yes, yes. you don't think they are shitting their fucking pants right I'd now. I'd be sweating bricks for Every sure. Every yeah. executive that has had power and has mm-hmm. been put in that position and used it used improperly. It in, in proper, yeah, improperly. Oh man, they must be shitting themselves. Which they deserve to. It's yeah, that's absolutely time. awful. Yeah. It's awful. And I think the only way we get out of this situation is start hiring women, just like Kathleen Kennedy, mm-hmm. to run some shit for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because these men are very powerful and they usually lord things over. The women mm-hmm. that are, yeah. try to make their name in Hollywood, right? Yeah. Sexist. Not yeah. that every one of them do. No, no, no. But just enough. Yeah, they probably always... go that far, and I don't think it's over. I think there's oh, going to be some no, more names over. coming out, and there's oh, going to be some Nelly. more accusations. Oh flying. yeah. Oh Nelly. And yeah, it's going to get pretty, pretty dicey. It just takes one bad apple. Right. Good for the whistleblowers. Mm-hmm. People that came out. The women that came out. All right. Let's move on to Tron. Mm. They are going to reboot Tron, it looks like. <laughs> there was an article on Cinema Blend. Well, he, it's uh, not a comedy, but Boone <laughs> seems to be laughing. Yeah. While a direct sequel to Legacy has still remained in development hell, some sort of reboot or spinoff with Jared Leto huh. has been rumored as a possibility. Leto recently confirmed that while he's in talks for a possible Tron movie, it's still very early in conversation. And this is what Mr. Jared Leto had to say. I do think there's so much potential in that world. There's so much left to be said. I'm absolutely game to try help in any way that I can bring that to life. It's something that we're in discussions about and very much looking forward to bringing to reality. It's very early days, though. There's talks for a Tron reboot. Your opinion, boo. Why? There's no point. Uh, Tron uh, Legacy wasn't that bad, but it wasn't that bad. But nobody wanted it. Nobody needed it. I don't think it's. And then to have a an additional reboot or to continue the the series as it is now, I just it doesn't make sense. I think there's other other stories and other important things that needs to be made, especially for for Disney when they they have the power to make tons of other stuff. I think this is just a waste of their time. But Daft Punk needs another soundtrack, boo. 
well, they they just don't make enough music as it is. They <laughs> they shouldn't use this as an excuse to make an album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are legitimate gripes. I, I get it. We saw me and Les saw it together, and we thought it was pretty good. It wasn't yeah. like horrific or anything. No, oh. it wasn't. No, uh, visually it was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah. yeah what went. do you think about this? Well, my question is, is if a sequel to Legacy is in production hell, why would this get pushed forward? Mm-hmm. Why would a reboot be pushed forward? Here's the question. <laughs> is Jared Leto enough for... He is definitely an A-lister, but is is he enough to hold a movie on his own? No. No. So, obviously, Disney thinks he might be. Unless he's going to be the villain. He seems like he's being that guy now lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah, maybe... I think the the computer technology is so much has advanced since Tron Legacy, which, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that one of the first ones to use the facial technology to I make think it was they I, did yeah, yeah make Jeff, Jeff Bridges, Bridges yeah. look younger and it was it was kind of shitty it was it, but it was great for its time but it, it was still kind of distracting world, yeah. it did yeah yeah but I think they can still do that with Jeff Bridges I I mean I don't understand what happened to be honest I don't know why they just stopped in their tracks and making another one. They keep pumping out Pirates of the Caribbean. Why, <laughs> why can't they? You know why they're worried that it's Tron? not going to make money. Pirates makes money worldwide, no yes, matter what. Does. And You're there's right. a sixth pirate on the, on the, on its way. I read the other day. There it is. With all kinds of different pirates being rumored. So there, I just want to throw it out there. Tron reboot. I mean, if I talk about Avatar every fucking week on this podcast, <laughs> I might as well bring out Tron. I'd rather talk Which, about Tron. I'd rather there talk about Avatar, Tron because Tron was, was av- amazing. Yes, I loved it. There was Avatar news. And I'm, Let's not do it, I'm guys. trying not to do it. I'm yeah. controlling myself. I'm trying not to give that cocksmith uh, more. And you've already done more. Than he deserves. Yeah, you've <laughs> given him too much breath as it yes, is. Yes, I have. <laughs> now, let's move on. There is an amazing Spielberg HBO documentary that's out. I've heard amazing things about it. It came out October 7th, last week. And it's about Spielberg's life. Mm. And it's about all his movies. And he was very involved with it. And I heard it's amazing. They interview all kinds of Big-time directors and actors, including J.J. Abrams, Drew Barrymore, Francis Ford Coppola, Daniel Craig, Daniel Day-Lewis, mm. Brian De Palma, Laura Dern, Leonardo DiCaprio, Richard Dreyfuss, Ralph Fiennes, Harrison Ford, what, what, <laughs> David Geffen, Dustin Hoffman, Holly Hunter, Jeffrey Katzenberg, Ben Kingsley, Kathleen Kennedy, what, what, George Lucas, what, what, Martin <laughs> Scorsese, I'll even give him a what, <laughs> Oprah Winfrey, and Robert Zemeckis. That's one hell of a. Uh, That's pretty crazy. One hell of a list. I wanted to read all those because that is like, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. That is like Illuminati, right there. Yeah. <laughs> That's Hollywood Illuminati. It really like, is like straight out showbiz. Crazy. So check people. this thing out. I've heard it's amazing, especially if you love Mr. Steven Spielberg, which who doesn't? Mm-hmm. He's one of the greatest directors of our time. He's unbelievable. So check that out. Also, there is a really cool show on Netflix that people are texting me about. I'm very excited to watch it, and I think David Fincher has a lot to do with it. It's called Mindhunter. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of uh, marketing and advertising Have about you? that. Have hmm. you? Yes. All right, mm-hmm. here's the trailer for Netflix's Mindhunter. My name is Bill Tench. This is my partner, Holden Ford. We're from the Federal Bureau of Investigation's Behavioral Science Unit. We're doing research, interviewing men like you. If you do go to Vacaville, you definitely need to meet Ed Kemper. I call him the co-ed killer. Do you think the Kemper would talk to us? Try stopping him. Shepard finds out you've been interviewing the co-ed killer. He'll flip his shit. It's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. So you're just going to say and do whatever you want. We decided no one was beneath our contempt. And that snail didn't change your mind. 
What happens to these men is normal, but the way that they process it is not. I just decided to kill them. It is not our job to commiserate with these people. Hello, ladies. It is our job to electrocute them. I truly believe there is a vein here that needs to be mined. If you don't like it, go back to your bedwetting college kids and we'll forget all about it. Certainly our goal is to be preemptive. We're the FBI, Holden. That is not our goal. Yet. All right, there's Mindhunter. An agent in the FBI's elite serial crime unit tracks down chiller killers and rapists. Hmm. Yeah, great things. Nine and a half stars. People are giving it five stars. Netflix. Yes. 9.0 on IMDb out of 5,000 reviews out of 10. Wow. wow. That's so so far, so good. Who's in it? Who is it? Who uh, Jeffrey the- Goff. Um, it's no. directed. Four episodes are directed by David Fincher. Holy hmm. shit. Yeah. That is amazing. Jeffrey Goff, Holt McConley, Hannah Gross, Anna Troy, nobody big. Hmm, so right. it looks like they're saving their money on uh, actors and maybe putting it towards but directing this is and Netflix's, writing. Uh, this is their true detective. Yes. That's, yes, that's, that's exactly what, what I like. thought. Yeah. They're sword parry for true detective. And this is them trying to add more content because they're going to be losing content, right? Obviously. Netflix gonna, is going to be losing some stuff soon, right? Yes, yes. Netflix, and they're going to lose Lucasfilm. They're going to yeah. lose Marvel. They're going to lose gonna all go Disney. Away. Disney's going to start their own thing. All right. Now, so check that out. If anybody's seen it, please send us messages. Let us know how it is. I don't have time to watch it now, but I'm going to try to binge it sometime. In the yeah, future. there's, there's, yeah, there's just so much to go and to watch. But All right. Something I'm very excited about coming out in October 27th, I think, or 28th. My birthday. Stranger Things Season mm. 2. It came out with two cool trailers. We're going to play one. The one I won't play because it's very visual. It was the day before Friday the 13th. It was uh, October 12th. And they did a tribute to the Friday the 13th slasher trailers. <laughs> yes. And they had the... Kill, 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 kill. And they had the numbers and <laughs> the mm-hmm. font and everything. All Stranger Things. But they did slasher stuff. You got to see it. Go on YouTube and check it out. It's really cool. Especially if you remember those old trailers. The old Jason trailers. But let's play new trailer for season two that's coming. On Halloween night, Will saw a sort of shadow. Maybe all of this is happening for a reason. These are not nightmares. It's happening. And it all leads back to here. This thing. You said it was all in his head. And what have you done? Nothing. What is wrong with my boy? I don't understand. I love you, Lord. She always did. If anyone knows how to destroy this thing, it's Will. Oh my god. Don't you think it's weird? How we only seem to hang out when the world's about to end? It's not like it was before, it's grown. It's judgment day. Which is why we need as much help as we can get. 
You should go now. It's almost here. There is the last trailer for Stranger Things Season 2. Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, I just want to say that the music is unbelievable. Yes, it is good. It's fantastic. And the visuals look amazing. It's just, uh, this is going to be a winner again. I have a, some great positive feelings about this. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be great. I can't wait to binge watch it. Oh, I'm very excited. <laughs> what do you think? Boo. Yeah, I think it's be very good. I hope they don't bring back Eleven too soon. Okay, you want it to like build up? Yeah, exactly. I want it to be a build up where it's kind of like a like a knight in shining armor kind of thing where she sees that there's there's bad things happening or she's not not maybe creating a plan or something like that, but sees that she's she needs to step in, that kind of thing. You want a heroic moment. Exactly, yeah. And then because also the kids interacting with each other and not having a super powered friend, they their their interactions are really good and interesting. Just them. You know, the, the way they, they do things and how they handle the situation. I, I like that from the first season. So I wanted a lot of those. I heard that she comes out in the very first scene. Shit. Just kidding. Adam. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. But yeah. very excited. Oh, yeah. How about you, Les? I'm anxious to see how they are affected now. Mm-hmm. This was the group. They were the loser group. You know, now these guys, including their older siblings, are battle hardened. Like they're battle tested. They already know what's out there. They know what's coming. I just want to see how they, this, that means they have to raise their level once they're in, and they're definitely much more attuned mm-hmm. to what's going on now. So I am really anxious to see how that dynamic plays out. That just means they're definitely going to have to step up and be superheroes themselves. Yeah. They're definitely battle tested, but I think shit's going to hit the fan. I mean, the looks like Armageddon's coming. Yeah, really. With the, the sky and all that crazy <laughs> shit. And I can't wait to see David Harbour's character and what, mm-hmm. what the deal is and what deal he made with them. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah, Remember? because, well, not only that, all the adults are now, I'm going to use this term, they're woke. They're woke. They Everybody's woke in this little area now, so they're all about it. You're yeah. right. He did make a deal. Let's hope they don't, like, run tests on him and do all kinds of creepy, crazy stuff. He's the monster. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, and uh, what is it? Uh, are we going to find out, uh, or not find out, but is there going to be some closure on Barb, or are we just going to push her on? I the think rug? this Barb thing has become a kind of like a phenomenon. A running so joke. I think, running joke. I think they're just going to keep They're going to leave it open. Okay. Yep. They're going to leave it open. Yeah. I would kind of dig that. That'd yeah. be funny just where they just don't talk about it ever a again. Nothing about it. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. And maybe like a picture on the wall somewhere. Yeah. Like, oh, no, they, they never answered that question. Yeah, yeah it's going to suck. Can you, for our. Listening audience, please explain what woke means to the few that don't know. Les Gonzalez. <laughs> just means exactly that. You're very well aware of what the, what's going on in society from top to bottom, meaning that every situation, there is interchanging interactions going on that all lead to something that you need to be ready for. Nice. That's pretty good. Pretty and then good. that could be just complete bullshit. <laughs> the Urban Dictionary. Mm. Definition of woke, although in an incorrect tense of awake, mm-hmm. a reference to how people should be aware in current affairs. Mm. While you're obsessing with the Kardashians, there are millions of homeless in the world. Stay woke. Huh. That's the example they use. 
Yes. All right. How about if I want to stay woke with what the Kardashians are doing? That's easy. Okay. That's yeah. the easy. They're talking about going deeper than that. Uh, that's <laughs> no, just I'm, the I'm easy just part. With you. I'm just messing with you. Street All knowledge. right. Stay woke, y'all. Stay woke. Stranger Things 2 coming out at the end of October. Can't wait. Please send us your voicemails, your emails, and let us know how excited you are <laughs> about watching L come in and kick some ass. I just can't wait to see the guys in the Ghostbusters gears. <laughs> I was about to bring that up. We need to talk about those are legitimate Awesome uh, costume. Those are dude. cosplay outfits, man. That's exactly what they are. Because I am not going to... I was never able to have that badass no, of a costume I had when I was a kid. those bullshit plastic costumes. You know, the ones that you get from Thrifty. I will say I did have a re- actually pretty cool costume when I was a little, little lad, though. They actually put in... My dad bought me an Incredible Hulk shirt. Wow. And he shredded it up. That's cool. He cut it up. He cut up some jean shorts. And yes, I was covered in green makeup. Oh, that's right. But I was a little five-year-old, little Hulk running around for trick-or-treat. That it was is right. For Halloween, not for trick-or-treat. For trick-or-treating? <laughs> that was it, dude. That was great. You have to take a picture of that. Find that picture, take a picture of it, and post man, it on Twitter Those pictures now. are lost. I think <laughs> my favorite costume was I was a ninja one year, and my dad made my outfit, which was sick. And he gave me those real ninja shoes. Uh-huh. I went and bought some. So I, I was like a full-on legitimate ninja. That's awesome. Yeah. How about you? Uh, my favorite one, uh, this was in high school. I, uh, I got a big cardboard box and I covered it in, in wrapping paper. Then I put myself into the box. My arms and head were sticking out of it. On the front of it, I had, you know, like one of those, uh, to and from things. So it said, uh, two women from God. Oh, I and like I've it. I've been told I have an ego, everyone. Oh, yes. <laughs> I've been told I have an ego. Jimmy Damn. Cricket. <laughs> Damn. You walked around. Oh, yeah, public yeah. like How that? did you that... fit through the door of the classes? It was, it was. Oh, no, tough. no, I mean your head. <laughs> yes, sir. Jeez. <laughs> Cannot wait to see what you guys are going to be this year at the fourth annual Dolichahi Halloween birthday bash mm. here at the residence. The Overlook. <laughs> the residence. The Overlook. Oh. Mm-hmm. So now let's listen to a preview. Mm. Of the New Mutants. Ah. Here's a cool thing. Let's talk a little bit about it first, and then we'll listen to it. All right. All right, Boo, what do you think about this crazy Um, You idea? know, uh, so it doesn't look bad. I'll, I'll give it that. But I don't think Fox has the ability to venture off the, the main path. I think they've the, the road that they're on is bumpy as it is, and I don't think this is going to help them. A lot of people, I, although I think the X-Men franchise is doing all right, I'm in the minority. A lot of people think that it sucks, and I don't think this is the, the right step. I think they need to right the ship that is the main X-Men franchise before they start uh, veering off and doing other things. It doesn't look bad. I don't get why it's being made. <laughs> this, is, this is something that's, although people do know about the New Mutants, they don't know very much about them. I think this would be a cool story if they, would, if they did it in line with the comics, I think that would be cool to see. But no, this is a horror movie where there's like a monster. Right. And it looks like a, not, not an insane asylum, but some kind of asylum. And, you know, uh, you know, like the, uh, you see what is most like an ev- or scientist or doctor person there. The whole horror aspect. I don't, I don't see why. This is their, I read that this is going to be their horror trilogy for Fox for this X-Men universe. I don't, I don't is get this why. A- a rebuttal to what we're going to get with DC because DC is coming out with their yeah, horror. No, but okay, Justice League Dark implies that there is a division 
in that it's just like uh, police precincts in, in, mm-hmm. in the police force or uh, armed forces where there's, you know, you got your main army, but then you have your Green Berets and then you have your, your special recon teams and, and your special ops and all that stuff. And each group can handle different things. That's Justice League Dark. Yeah, but Justice League Dark isn't towards the like paranormal and like, it is towards the paranormal, stuff. but it's under what I'm trying to say. It's under the same umbrella. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I get that. So it will it's- stay under Justice League. I think what's happening here with this new mutants thing is it's an alternate timeline. I would expect. I would. I think it's an alternate timeline. I have no idea, but I that. think it's an alternate universe because it's not in the 80s where Apocalypse left off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is in the eighties. This that's looks where Phoenix is gonna. Yes, yes. this looks Back more nineties, maybe even more recent timeline okay. uh, and setting. And and that's the thing. I think what Fox isn't realizing, or maybe they do realize this, is they're setting in a whole alternate universe. Now, do they have the elements? Yes, because the New Mutants has a lot of horror elements. Uh, one of their most famous story arcs is the Demon Bear, and it's a uh, Demon, it's basically a demon bear that exists on the site on the astral plane and it messes with Danny Moonstar. And it's like a major, I mean, it was a major arc and that was a major character introduced. It only recently resurfaced from what I understand in the books. The demon bear did come back. And then there's also a big one. And I know some of my X Men people out there will smile and wink at this one. And well, that's well, called uh, Inferno. <laughs> and the next one, Inferno. Yes. It's basically the introduction of. Limbo and this, it's basically hell. Uh, Nightcrawler, whenever he teleports, he actually teleports through Limbo. Okay. Out to the other side to wherever else. So whenever he opens it up, um, and then the, one of the main characters, Magic, Ileana Rasputin, her whole transformation, she was introduced as a little seven year old in X, in X Men as, uh, Colossus' little sister. She hangs out with the New Mutants because they're the kids. Okay. She ends up getting kidnapped by Belasco, which is a demon king, into Limbo. She goes into Limbo. She ages like seven, eight years, comes out of Limbo like 14, 15 years old, and she's the dark child. Yeah, she becomes... Yeah, so there's a lot of elements, and and there's the stories are there for them to do something. I just don't know if they should do it, but it's already going down Mm -hmm. and I want it to do well. Maybe this is them, maybe introducing it this way. It can be done a certain way, but the new mutants are pretty much a big, they're just as much the X-Men as anything else out there. So there's going to be a lot of people that are not happy with it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, Um, Well, why don't we listen to it? Go right ahead. All right. So this is the new mutants trailer that just came out earlier this week. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. I want you to respond truthfully. Have you ever hurt someone? Yes. Have you ever experienced anything you'd consider abnormal? Last question. Do you know what mutants are? Did you know baby rattlesnakes are more dangerous than adult ones? 
They haven't learned how to control how much venom they secrete. All of you are dangerous. That's why you're here. Oh my lord. Actually, that was my first time watching it. So I just watched it right now. Holy hell. So we have Arya Stark. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then we have the emo dude from Stranger Things. Yep. Okay, here's my question Is this the future of the X Men? Meaning, if this movie does well, are we going to see these mutants become part of the X-Men story? Is that how it works? Les Gonzalez. Crunch, crunch. Give me an answer now. <laughs> <laughs> they, they eventually become part of the X-Men universe. It. Okay. Uh, they are X-Men. They were, they're housed at Charles Xavier's home. So they're part of the, they're, they're the new mutants. They are, the X-Men are grown up and these are the new young kids. They're the new student. That's implied in the comics. I don't know what's going to happen here. I don't think that's the deal. I don't think they're going to be. I know Professor X is going to appear, and maybe he will appear to take them in. And then at one point, Magneto is their team. So Professor X goes to space, and then Magneto, he says, I need you to do this. And Magneto steps up, and they never listen to him. <laughs> they never listen to him. And he actually drive him to turn heel at some point. So they drive him crazy enough to where he goes, you know what? I need to be a bad guy just because <laughs> you bastards don't listen. And so, uh, eventually, yes, they do. Okay. I, I got a question. What do you think about this idea? And Sith Heads, I want you to weigh in on this. How about a spinoff? Uh, Professor X, Xavier, leaves for the weekend. These kids are all in college by the time this next movie starts. They throw a rager party, and it's very Animal House-esque, but all mutants. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> that'd be funny. Huh. They'd have to put a ban on. If we're doing a horror, let's do a comedy version (laughs) of Animal House with mutants. Oh, jeez, yeah, that'd be hilarious. They all wear toga and and sing shout. Oh yes, the guy, the guy on the on the stairs uh, playing his guitar. Exactly, smashes guitar. Exactly, Colossus just grabs it and squeezes it, it, crushes it in his hand. (laughs) Animal House X Men. Yeah, coming to a theater near you. All right, well there it is, new music. Looks to me. It looked pretty interesting. It's cool to see a X-Men film, a superhero film, done in a horror way. Yes. It's refreshing to see it, actually. It's kind of cool. So I'm really excited about this one. I love the song. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Shout out to Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. Whatever version get, that was. Get ready to hear some uh, backlash, though, about whitewashing of certain characters. Oh, they did this Because already? Roberto da Costa is a mixed Brazilian. What so is he's he here, looks, full Brazilian? No, in here he's the exactly. No, he's more because oh, in the right. very and, and you know what this has happened in the books where he was drawn and that's how his powers triggered. He was they would make fun of him in a soccer game. They called him half breed. Oh, they kept calling him half breed because he looked more black and he was drawn with more black. You know, curlier hair, 
and all that stuff. And then he flipped out and he like went nuts and just leveled like half the team Can't in he... his sunspot form. But yes. ever since then, he's been drawn more and more Portuguese looking, uh-huh. I guess, European looking, light skin in the comics, in the comics, and even more so now. And and so people are going to be like, well, he looks more. He would be more like Kaká instead of Neymar. <laughs> Please explain who Kaka is. For those of you guys who know it. I heard Kaka and went like, what the fuck's he talking about? Brazilian soccer players, Kaka is as Portuguese, like European as it gets. Yeah. He looks very, very Latino. And Neymar is the opposite. And Neymar is like black. Side of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just a black dude. I, yeah. I, I guarantee you somebody listened to the podcast in their car and then just heard you say Kaka. And they're mm-hmm. like, what? What's he talking about? What the fuck is he talking about? Kaka, Kaka. <laughs> so there is new mutants, people. Now, let's get into a voicemail. We have Our Majesty himself, mm. King Tom, sent us a little voicemail. Let's listen to what Mr. King Tom has to say. Hey, Sithead. King Tom here. So I watched this New Mutants trailer. And what in the name of Chris Claremont is going on with this? Please tell me that they're trying to, like, play off success. It, and the fact that it's Halloween, you know, October and Halloween's coming up. And they're trying to really pump up the, the horrorness of this movie. Uh, I appreciate them doing something different, but it feels like they're going too far in that macabre horror direction. Yes, the original New Mutants book it, it went from genre to each storyline went from genre to genre. They had the the Ghost Bear. It was the story, the very horror-centric storyline, but then they also had light-hearted adventures. And I don't know, call me old-fashioned, but I think you could do a mix of both without having it making it seem like a bunch of disturbed kids in a mental institution. Um, you know, the, the 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 New Mutants in the comic books, they were having fun doing their homework and discovering their power. And this movie makes it look like it's just a bunch of kids kept against their will and exhibiting their mutant powers of wearing goofy masks and giving blood samples. Anyway, I don't know. Just, this isn't my kind of thing. And, you know, I want it to do well. I want it to tie in um, with the rest of the X-Men universe. I do want to give it, I, I do want it to give a different look on the X-Men film series, but this just seems a bit too extreme. What do you guys think? Thanks for listening, and then I'll talk to you guys later. Wow, King Tom, I didn't listen to your voicemail at all. I just played it. I picked the perfect time to play your fucking voicemail. <laughs> you, we pretty much covered a majority of what you just talked about. You were pretty dead on. But I have to disagree with this, with your assessment here. I want it very horror and macabre. I think that they haven't done anything fresh like that. I think it'd be really good. But he, but let me just say this. I am not a huge X-Men fan like you or less. So I am looking at it a different kind of way. I'm just stoked that they're doing something different with superheroes and X-Men. So I see something like this, I get really excited. But I can see what you're saying about not being excited if you're a true fan and you want a little bit more lighthearted. What happens is they take elements from all these different arcs and then or stories and put them into make a movie. So I think what we're getting is part of the Demon Bear and maybe possibly part of Inferno. You have a point there, King Tom. They were about just discovering their powers and learning how to use them and being kids, hanging out, just doing their thing. And this is more of an institutionalized kind of feel, which 
I mean, naturally, you would want to lash out against that and against being contained. So I would much more like it to be a horror thing, too. I would love to have a demonic element or supernatural element in them attacking that as mutants with their powers. I think they're just taking elements from all the different things from Mirror Island, from Demon Bear, Inferno, Extinction Agenda. I think they're just taking different things and putting it all together to make one movie. Um, it does have the feel of an it or Stranger Things kind of uh, look, but everybody's copying everyone. That's <laughs> it. Just you just it just comes with the territory. Kind of sucks, but yes, you and I are definitely sticklers. I'm glad I have you as someone else that Aww, agrees with me. That's so cute, Les. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Les, wasn't your nickname in college Demon Bear? I have a lot of nicknames, apparently. <laughs> Little Black Stick. Ah. That too. So there is the New Mutants. Thank you, King Tom. Appreciate your timely voicemail. Thank God it wasn't about something else because we look like <laughs> fools and I would have had to edit it. But I uh, appreciate your voicemail. Here's a question for you guys. It came up this earlier this week with all this Marvel stuff going on. Could there be a Marvel-only con? Now, San Diego Comic-Con has long been seen as the king of all conventions. But in recent years, we have seen some major competitors crop up. Specifically, every other year, Disney celebrates all things Disney with their D23 Expo. And now the Star Wars Celebration is in full swing and it looks like they're doing it annually or every other year. It makes you wonder if an entire convention dedicated to all things related to Marvel could be a thing. And apparently, it's an idea that Marvel Studios president, Kevin Feige... Hey, we haven't said that name in a long time. Now, that's a name I've not heard in a long time. Feige. 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 Thinks would work. This is what Feige 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 said. Over the years, there has been discussions about that. I think what we try to do occasionally in San Diego, we're proud of and think it's a fun tradition. That being said, I think Star Wars Celebration is pretty amazing. I've been to a few celebrations and the idea of doing something like that I think we have enough content and enough fans and enough ideas that it would easily do something like that. I'm just not sure when or when. And this article was on comicbook.com. I think this would work. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it would work if you include the X-Men mm. and all of Marvel properties, no matter whose studio is holding it. Mm. Well, that's the point. If it's Marvel Comics Con, what's well, everything? Yes, it's Marvel Comics, Marvel. But if MCU, it's Marvel everything. Cinematic, but if you include all of that, then you may run into some issues. Would mm-hmm. Disney let it go for a Marvel Con? No, because in the long run, it just benefits Disney if that happens because of the press. I would like to think that, and I would like to think that maybe it would open the door to releasing to everybody releasing their grip on things. And maybe the X-Men or loaning characters and loaning stuff back. I think you have a point and it could go to bridge the gap or at least make everything a little bit more harmonious. So, yes, I would I would like to see that if it were just a strictly comic, then, yes, they could totally do that on their own. But a strictly comic Marvel comic meaning con would com- not work. No, uh, no. But no. maybe they can veil that and just go Marvel comic con or Marvel con and then just have everything. And have Fox there and have... You could. I mean, I don't know if they would, but they could. I think Disney's on their way of uh, monopolizing. Mm -hmm. Manipulating, yeah. Monopolizing this con thing. Mm -hmm. You're going to see in the next five to ten years, they're going to have their own massive con. So do you think they would start doing it and rotating locations? 
say they would well, do. Well, I think they'll just go D23 Florida, Anaheim, at, Florida, Yeah, Anaheim. I was going to say D23 at Disney Resort. Oh, yeah. And then D23 at Orlando. Right. So At th- Epcot or what? Yeah. Well, well D23 has been the tradition here uh, every other year in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. But if they're going to do a con with everything, why not do it every year and just bounce it back and forth? Kind of like, look, there's rumors that Celebration is going to be here in Anaheim in 2019. They're taking a year off only because they want to open it up with the new Star Wars uh, Galaxy's theme park, Edge. Galaxy's Edge. This precedent is being set. And we've been to Celebration, and it's pretty amazing. It is. It's only focused on Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if it was Star Wars, indie? it was Marvel, it was all the Disney products? It would be crazy. Mm-hmm. I would love it. So, so um, then they'd actually have a pirate dam. Can How you imagine that? Like a bunch of people running around dressed in cosplaying and Pirates of the Caribbean stuff? That would be that'd, that'd be crazy. pretty cool, man. Johnny Depp just walks the floor. Nobody knows who he is. Oh, dude, yeah. that'd be sick. Yeah. Great costume. You want to take a picture with you? Sure. That would be pretty cool. Boo, um, how much does it cost a pirate to pierce his ear? A oh, buccaneer. No, it was like four bucks. <laughs> Where'd you hear that? Buccaneer. That's cheap. Thanks for fucking my joke, Boo. Hey, hey, I've I've heard it before. <laughs> did you here. did you lob it up and expect me to slam it down? Don't oh, ever say that out loud. <laughs> ever say that out loud to another man. And that's recorded, everyone. <laughs> it is. That might be in our intro. <laughs> All right, let's move on to a voicemail from Richie from the Richie and Ollie show. Mm-hmm. What's up, Richie? What up, Richie? What's up, Sith heads? This is your buddy Richie. Guys, I got to tell you, I'm sitting here, you know, after listening to the most recent episode of The Sith List, I'm fucking laughing my ass off thinking about, thinking about Araj talking to some poor high school kid being like, you stupid fuck, Voltron came before the Power Rangers, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> That's just fucking priceless. I wanted, I wanted to ask you guys a real serious question. For a second. Now, I've heard some, some grumblings about the Punisher being, um, something about either the release of the Punisher or the release of the trailer being pushed off after everything that happened in Las Vegas. And then we have, on top of that, all the Harvey Weinstein shit that's coming out. Now it's, uh, it's affecting Ben Affleck and others. And it's like, wow, shit. It really got dark for a minute. And it it makes me stop and wonder, not just about geek culture and pop culture, but maybe as it affects our culture as a whole. And I'm wondering what you guys think about the amount of violence that's prevalent in the things that we see. Now, I go back to, and again, I, I know I sound like a broken record, but I go back to He-Man, right? Now, there was a fanfic, uh, uh, it was like a fan film that came out a few years ago, and it was really well produced, and it showed He-Man killing Skeletor. And I'm like, no, you missed the fucking point entirely. Like, He-Man doesn't do that. Like, they don't actually show violence in the cartoon. You You see him throw guys around. You see him punch through walls, but you never see him punching anybody. You never see anybody die. Like, and so I wondered, like, you see a lot more of that shit nowadays. What do you guys think about, you know, number one, that issue as a whole, both 
sexuality, pornography, you know, and then violence in the media. Things that seem so prevalent now that our kids are desensitized to it. And then also, if any of you either have or plan on having kids, what do you plan on doing about something like that? Is that something that you'll censor out of your kids' lives? And then really quick, also, I'd like to hear, because Carlos is a bit younger than, than the rest of us, what his take is on the whole thing. It, because I feel like this, this sort of started a little bit later than, than when we were kids. All right, guys. I know it's a juicy question, but that's what I got for you this week. Take care. The juice is real. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a good one. Richie, this, that was, question was fantastic, mm-hmm. and we're going to get into it right now. Okay. So thank you, thank you for thinking my, um, my little story was funny. I actually scolded that young lady again the very next day, and I let her have it. <laughs> Just kidding. I didn't. I'll let it go. But if she comes at me again. Yeah, don't try it. Game over. Just do not try Game it. Okay? Over. You better be listening, girl. <laughs> um, okay, so this is an interesting question because Boo's the youngest out of all three of us, and me and Les are in the same age bracket, and we watch the same things around the same age bracket. So for me, it's I don't need the violence. And I don't need the sexuality as much as I think people in booze age and younger are looking for. Mm -hmm. And the reason I think that is, is because I think that television has been so sexualized from MTV to what they watch on fucking CW and, and Pretty Little Liars and all that shit, all the way to playing video games. Mm -hmm. Grand Theft Auto is sexualized and that trickles to the violence. I mean, these video games are so fucking violent. It's it's ridiculous. It's crazy. And what they see on television too. So when they hear that people are shooting people up, unfortunately, horrific events, I don't think it affects people as much as it used to because they see crazy ass things every day now on television and in movies. A hard R in our day would it probably be a PG-13 nowadays? Mm-hmm. Yes. So you're you're taking things to the limit. Mm-hmm. Look, I saw this movie. I mentioned it. It was called Girls, Girls Trip. Mm-hmm. Queen Latifah and Jada Pinkett. Dude, they showed schlongs and they showed all c- people peeing on people. It was crazy. Like, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I laughed my ass off. It was hysterically funny. But there's no way 20 years ago we would have saw that on film. No. And now it's just acceptable. Mm-hmm. They showed a woman practicing fellatio on a banana mm-hmm. and going crazy where her eyes were rolling back. So, and that was, <laughs> yeah, it was a funny ass scene, but that would have never been okay. Right, Les? No, that, that is, well, okay, not only that, back in our day, which sounds so back funny to say. Yeah, I was about to but, say, but damn, honestly, damn. A yeah. hard R back when we were kids, we would never be able to see the movie. They would ask at the box office if my dad took me to see a hard R rated movie, they'd be like, wait a minute, how old is he? And then my dad would be, he would have to go through this. You got the third degree before you, before we got to go in and watch the damn thing. Kids are in there watching Deadpool. Like you go and watch Deadpool and there are kids sitting next to their parents and you look over and there's a nine year old just chilling out with popcorn and just bouncing around and you're like, this movie's going to talk about all kinds of stuff, dude. Deadpool is a dirty movie and this kid. It, they're there watching it with their parents. So I, 
Here's a good example. I went out over the weekend. Me and Lorena went out with our friends, and they have a six-year-old boy, cute little boy named Frankie. Mm-hmm. Great kid. And they told me they took him to see it. Hmm. And I said, oh, my God. Was he, like, scared shitless? They said, no, he wants to see it again. He had an amazing time in the theater. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I was going, what the fuck? And then you go into your question, if I have a kid soon, would I take him at an age like that? There's no way in hell I would. But that doesn't mean it's that Boo wouldn't, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to ask Boo in a second and we'll get his take on this. I, I just think that you should wait until you're at least 11 or 12 to see something like it. Because yeah. that shit would have done dam- damage to me back in the day, man. Oh, for sure. Uh, I would have been scared I, shitless. But then again, there's always that phrase to each their own. Yeah. And personally, I've seen certain things in my life. So I've seen certain levels of violence. So it's not really too much for me. I do know that the envelope has just been pushed. And I know that as the generations come and go and as we get older ourselves, and the new generations take over, I think it just becomes the lay of the land. And yeah, some of these things are extremely inappropriate. But I think people are going to use and ride the coattails of progression. And they're just going to use that as, well, come on, lighten up. It's just, it's normal. And that's what is the excuse. If there is one, to put, if there's anything to blame it on or put it on, mm-hmm. it's just progression get with the times this is what's happening oh it's okay this is what's going on it isn't that bad you know and sometimes yes it's okay to kick the door open sometimes it's okay to break a barrier down and then sometimes you got to go wait a minute what's going on but here we are we talk about little black sticks on the sith list yeah so but we're adults right yeah that's true we are adults and and but our it, podcast it, has a parental yeah, uh, label on it no, but no, we I, do I, I, we I do play around <laughs> with the line is what i'm trying to say <laughs> oh absolutely we definitely, not on there definitely play with the line we definitely cross the line sometimes we definitely get brought back over and i think that's just it's just the range of how things are out there mm-hmm. really all right boo so you are the youngest mm-hmm. and i always say that you're bloodthirsty oh, you yeah. want more violence and more blood mm-hmm and so what's your take on this so the what you guys were talking about not being able to see it or the third degree that you, you know your dad would get and stuff like that well i think now in the modern age what it is is or you know seeing terrible things on the news it's much more readily available that's the issue so yeah. i i don't i don't think uh it, it, the content has if you want to call it has gotten worse or gotten more grotesque absolutely but the available, the availableness, availability. Yeah, availability, availability. Thank you. Of this stuff is is what is crazy. Oh, okay, That's the crazy yeah. thing. You know, you can turn on CNN and and you see people being, uh, you know, a genocide. You see this, yeah. you see that, or I can find a a, a a horror movie with you know with a couple of clicks, or uh, even well, maybe not even worse, but on a different side, you know, a kid can watch porn. On yeah. the internet for free. All right. Just tons and tons and tons and tons and tons. So I think that, I think that is not taken to account. I think people point fingers. They want to point fingers at people for making the content or allowing their children to see it. But when it, when it's the amount that is out there is uh, the tough thing. Mm-hmm. So it's, you're trying to hold back the Colorado River with, you know, like a toothpick instead of the Hoover, mm-hmm. Hoover Dam. And, and, and his technology is making it a lot easier. Exactly. And, and a lot harder for parents to stop mm-hmm. these kind of oh, things. Oh, no. You see little kids get their tablets. Oh, and yeah. 
two, three button presses and they're, they're already on YouTube right. scrolling through and mm-hmm. ding, ding, ding. And yes, there are parental controls. And you know what, Carlos, you are right. I think Araj and I skipped over that. There are so many different avenues oh, yeah. to get these things. But here's the question. Why do you want it? Meaning you love, you, you're bloodthirsty, right? Mm-hmm. And you're not the only one. Every, mm-hmm. There's almost everybody in your, in your age bracket loves that kind of shit. Yeah. What makes you want to see more blood and what makes you want to see more violence? Well, while you guys are talking, I, I kind of thought about this. So there's The Walking Dead on AMC, which yep. is cable, which is cable, but they still have restrictions. There's no sex. There's no really bad. Well, there is bad uh, uh, violence and grotesqueness, but it's not to the level that HBO could do. Um, right. With HBO, they have almost no rules they can have be as grotesque as they want and they have sex what i think with hbo and what they provide is the real world but pushed to an extreme because you you can see throughout history some wars have been started over a sexual encounter or somebody having sex with your wife or somebody doing this while that is that is the real world where sex is an extremely important part to some people's lives people people have died and and it's, the, it's their main purpose in life, that kind of thing. Although, like shows like The Walking Dead or other shows on cable, they can't do it. So it's not really the, although you might not need the full extent that HBO goes to, they just do it because people are going to watch it. Yeah. You know, people, you know, you show nudity and people go, ooh, that kind of thing. All, you know, The Walking Dead does have sex, but not to the same uh, amount. Yeah. So, I think, I think you, plus with what we've already seen, like my generation has already seen, we are desensitized because we've seen so much of it. So it takes a lot to shock us, but I think you're seeing more of the real world with stuff like that. Okay. Cause, cause we do see that bad stuff happens like that. So to not see it and then to see it is shocking, but to already see it from other avenues and then to see it in your movies is not that. Is not that much of a difference. You know what else? I think things have just production levels of certain things have just gotten better. Mm-hmm. So when you but, watch, yeah, is that a good thing? It, I don't know if it's a good thing, but it adds to. It's always something that I'm sure these guys sit at the table and they go, "We want it to be as realistic as it mm-hmm. can be." And I'm going to point to two movies that were done by Steven Spielberg. Schindler's List and Saving Private Ryan Ah. showed as they put it out there as gritty as Mm -hmm. it can get. This is what was happening. And you know what? This is what happens when a bullet hits a head. This is what what happens when people are shell shocked. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And this is this is what we want to drive a point home. But now that point that was driven home is now just a normal thing. It's just a weird thing, man. But what I'm saying is during The Walking Dead season, the first uh, the season premiere, I don't want to spoil it. I mean, people should know what the fuck happened. But let's just say the guy that gets killed this season, mm-hmm. in the season premiere, right? He just gets annihilated by a bat with spikes on it. Yes. And the first couple hits, you're like, oh, my God. I mean, it's just horrific where the eyes are popping out. And it right? gets worse. Why does it have to get worse? Meaning we get the gist of the, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. We hear him pounding on his head because mm-hmm. we heard it. Season finale mm-hmm. last year. Multiple swings. Multiple swings. And that was disgusting. Mm-hmm. Why do we have to see Negan just annihilate someone to the point where that person's head's mush? It's not, it, it, they're decapitated. Right. Why yeah. do we need to visually see that? Mm-hmm. And why are people so bloodthirsty to see that? And when it's happening, 
why as people, and I'm not saying I didn't either, don't, don't like go, oh my God, that's crazy shit. Oh my God. And get this sense of that is awesome. Mm-hmm. When it's truly not awesome. No, it's horrific. it is not. And we don't need to see Negan just squash somebody to the point where his head is just mush and it's just We don't need to see any. Blood. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I just, get zombies, whatever. Yes. You want to fuck a zombie up. No, but in Game of Thrones, it happens all the time. Game Someone gets cut too. in half and they mm-hmm. get like they're decapitated. I don't know if there's an answer like, why uh, we want to see dude. these things. But what I'm saying is it's becoming a norm, like Les said. And mm-hmm. like you said, it's becoming a norm where, and that's the scary part. We want more and we want more disgusting. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, have an answer. I, I, I would want to put my finger on the point of, well, it's not real. When you mm. see I get it, it on but when TV. a guy beats somebody with a baseball right. bat, that is real. Yeah, that is, yeah. Game it, of Thrones, it can happen. No, I get it. No, but, well, no, that can happen, too. Someone can grab a sword and right, go right, run right, around right. swinging but, but that thing at people. But the whole realm is a fantasy yes. world, and there's dragons and shit like that. But when somebody in an apocalypse world beats somebody down with a baseball bat, right. why do we want to see mm-hmm. how it ends up? Yeah. And I know they're trying to stay true to the panel, the mm-hmm. comic book. The comic book is bad. I, it's, uh, it's, it's even worse than it's the show. It's even worse. Mm-hmm. So, uh, God, it's a good question, Richie. Thank you for asking it. I don't know, have an answer exactly why no. things are getting worse. On their we podcast. work with kids, Raj, and we see the access, and it's shocking to us. Right. So, you just hope that you can regulate, and you can hope you hope that you can protect your children from whatever it is out there, from everything. But some things are just gonna slip through and it's to be able to just say okay let me i will hopefully be able to address that when i can catch it and when it happens word word see, word see but i think i think the thing all uh, you guys are right and i think it is impossible to regulate and to really know what your kids are watching i think parents then this is my plan you have to talk about everything so with the conversations that you're gonna have Although they might make you cringe and they might make you think that your kid is growing up, you have to have the conversation. You have to answer the questions because if not, somebody else is going to. And you don't want somebody else answering those questions because your kid's not going to be, they're, they're not going to care for your child's well-being as much as you will. So although you know it might make you nervous and it, it, it might make you sad, you have to answer those questions, which is, like I said, my plan. Because... You know, uh, my parents were very forward and very open with what was going on. I had any question or, or what was going on in the world. I was always involved in the adult conversations as much as I could be. So it, it, it brings, brings the mature side out of a kid, although still allowing them to be a kid. So I, I think it's important to talk. I think that's the only answer that parents, you know, future parents or parents now that I think that's the only thing you do now in this modern age is talk about everything. Everything, everything, everything. No, nothing is too taboo. Talk about it. And, and look, we don't have kids. Any of us here, mm-hmm. you guys, the one, listeners, you're the ones that are are raising these beautiful young children. The future, the future of America and the world. So let us know what you. Mm-hmm. That would, you would that would help us <laughs> tell you the truth. You guys seem like you're doing a great job. Please let us know how you guys do it, and, and to each his own uh, different ways of doing it. I, I remember when I was a kid. I can tell you this. My parents wouldn't let me watch an officer and a gentleman because of a sex scene and the movie Fame because it had a booby in it. And all I wanted to do was watch Officer and Gentleman and mm-hmm. Fame because I had a booby in it. And I did it <laughs> without them knowing. So that's all I remember. 
You did do it without them knowing? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I saw got the, the biggest... sexy officer gentleman, and I definitely saw that booby in fame. I got Boobie. the biggest ass boobies. whooping for watching Harlem Nights. There you go. My mom was like, you are not watching the Mount Rushmore of black comedy. You're not watching these dudes. Oh, and that scene was sunshine. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. She's I remember like, that scene. Nope. No Red Fox. <laughs> Why is she called No sunshine? Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no Richard Pryor for you. No Arsenio Hall. That's a damn shame. It's time for a... But I did sneak and watch it. And like I said, I got my ass whooped. All right. So let's move on and listen to Richie's partner, Ollie, mm. from the Richie and Ollie show. Hence the name. Yep. We haven't heard from Ollie in a while. Ollie's back. Let's listen to him. What's up, Sith heads? It's your boy Top Gun Ollie just flying into town to drop my favorite show a line. It's been some time since I've uh, dropped you guys a voicemail message because I've been kind of buried in trying to get my two new projects up and running, the Richie and Ollie show and a storm of shit podcast. Um, so I just wanted to say that I loved you guys last show, the little crossover episode with Johnny, and I wanted to talk a little bit Rick and Morty. Man, I gotta tell you, there's one thing I have to say about that show, and I didn't come up with it, but I think it is the greatest statement for describing that show to people that have not seen it. Whereas a show like The Big Bang Theory is a show about smart people for really stupid people, The show Rick and Morty is about really smart people for really smart people. It's also a show about really stupid people for really smart people. In order to really appreciate the show, you can't just look at the overarching A storyline, which is a lot of times based in sci-fi, but... Most of the time, the B storyline dealing with the family and the interaction of the characters is truly the point of the show. Whether it's the issue of Beth's abandonment, whether it is various other aspects of Jerry's spinelessness, um, the fact that Summer was a teenage pregnancy. There are so many different aspects of the show which make it so deep and so smart on so many levels that for anyone that hasn't tried it, give it a shot. It's not like Family Guy, where each episode's kind of a one-off, self-contained story. It has no ongoing, serialized, um, you know, form to the show. Rick and Morty works both as a single episode, where if you just watch a beginning and end, you get a beginning, middle, and end of a story. But it also has an overarching mythology, which I think that anyone who is a fan of the Sith list, would enjoy. So if you haven't given it a try, give it a try. Guys, just want to say I love you guys, I miss you guys, and uh, hope to have you guys on my show sometime soon. All right, have a good one. Punching out. Thank you, Ollie. Appreciate it, man. And you know what? I am definitely going to start watching it. Um, I looked at some stuff on YouTube, and I found it hilarious, <laughs> the things that I've watched. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely 100% I'm in. Uh, the people that have told me to watch it, I trust like you and Haas and Lass and uh, everybody else. I haven't heard one bad thing about this this show. So it's time for me to start watching it. I know Les already watches it. Yes, I do. And you are 100% right, Ollie. Uh, there's so many different dynamics that go on. And, and, and you know what? It's hard to be able to catch all those when you're explaining it to someone. So or to be able you know, highlight them. But you pretty much nailed it. Uh, yeah, one of the it's. It basically does play on the whole you're not you're not good enough for my daughter kind of thing with Jerry and Rick, 
between Jerry and Rick, and he's mm-hmm. always constantly talking shit on constantly <laughs> to but he takes it to another level. It's not like you know, like Archie Bunker and, and Meathead. <laughs> yeah. It's not like that. It's more like you should I should kill this bastard. He's just, just freaking worthless. And you like he's he does like horrible things to him. It's just great. Yeah. He'll leave him in like the heart of a volcano and be like, see you later, Jerry. <laughs> just leave him there. It's great, great shit. That's funny. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. You watch the show, Boo, right? Oh, yeah. Not, not you know, as religious where, you know, I got to see the next episode. Yeah. But if it's on, yeah, I'll, I'll watch, watch it. it. Yeah. And it's one of those shows where any episode or if there's like a marathon or something like that, yeah. you just jump in and you're good to go. Great. Hey, we can start talking about it. We can watch it. I know they're going to have, Rich and Ollie are going to have an episode dedicated no. to uh, Rick and Morty coming awesome. up soon. So, yeah, And people, if you aren't listening, you should jump on that show. Rich and Ollie are mm, good guys. Yeah. Check them out on YouTube. Yeah. They are pretty to watch, too. <laughs> it's like ebony and ivory, but without ah. the ebony, really. It's like olivey and ivory. Olivey. Get it? Olivey. Oh, look at that. I'm, I'm olive, so I can say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk a little Star Wars. Just a little bit. Now, we're not going to break down the uh, the trailer because we... Word by word. Word by word scene. by scene by scene because we did that on Rogue One, yeah. a Star Wars podcast for winners. Check it out. Mm-hmm. It was a great episode, not just because I was on it. It was just a great episode. <laughs> and if you don't want to listen to uh, 30 minutes of us talking trash in the beginning, just press a button called forward and mm. get to the actual trailer breakdown. But if you do want to listen to some fun, funny banter, please listen to it. Yeah, and if you're into drivel, it works too. Yeah. Bullshit drivel. It, it just as good. Just, just as, as good. Just as fucking good, people. Just as good. <laughs> now, but we are, I am going to ask these guys uh, what they thought about the trailer. I obviously thought it was amazing. It was tons of misdirection. Visuals were great. There were some callbacks to Empire. Um, and I loved it, loved it, loved it. What did you think, Les? And then I'll go to Boo. Uh, what I really liked is they showed unprecedented power within the Force. We've seen the Force work before. We've seen, even in the prequels, where Count Dooku's knocking stuff down. And mm-hmm. then when Yoda and Sidious and Palpatine go at it, and they're throwing the chairs at each other and stuff, and lightning is... All of those things are great manifestations, but that little bit right there showed me, like, that's like Dragon Ball Z shit right there. Man. <laughs> she like legit powered up and I'm like, holy shit, that's pretty cool to see more of the other characters. I keep saying the word epic, but this is just going to I can't wait to see this movie. I've never really I mean, I've been into Star Wars, but now I'm starting to like really go, you know, into the deep end of this stuff. And this is just. I, it, yeah, it's just unbelievable. I it really, unbelievable. really, it, I really, really like that. I liked seeing Snoke in the flesh, mm-hmm. which Johnny predicted. Mm-hmm. Johnny, did predict it. Johnny did predict it. But what did you see? What did you see on this, on last week's episode? I said, you're going to see Finn and Phasma battle it out. Yes. And Johnny's like, yes. you think so? I said, I'm <laughs> telling you, you're going to You see guys it. were all pretty much dead yeah, on. We were, we were. Good. Except for we didn't hear Leia speak. No, general no. didn't speak. And I and you know what? I liked that little thing too. It was, mm-hmm. seemed like it was a little bit of a force bond or just a mother son oh, bond. Oh yeah, big time. And that will always win out. You can't can't go against mom like that. <laughs> no matter what, right, even if you're mama. in the it's middle mama. of an intergalactic rebellion war Odd, and you're on two sides, sides of that yeah. thing, you just come on. <laughs> in that that range, I really liked that part. I liked him having to pull back and feeling and and just seeing Carrie Fisher's 
face as Leia, her face just put, you know, protruding yeah. and yeah. basically just saying, you know, are you really going to do this to me, son? Like, right. mm-hmm. dude, you're still my son. I still love you. I'm your mother. And let's just even see if those two are even what it, we think it is in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Right. We, we don't really know. No, and that, it could be totally, like you said, there's misdirection. But, I mean, it always brings that whole thing back to you're still my baby. Like, oh, yeah. You're still mama's right. baby. Oh, no matter what. Yeah, yeah, no matter what. You know, they, you know, there's throughout history plenty of bad people out there. And, you know, there's mama's like, yeah. hey. You'll always be my baby to mm-hmm. me. Right. So, yeah, I really, really like those elements. Great. And, Boo, I know you said you wanted to see Falcon, and we got to see Falcon. Yes. What yes. did you think about this thing? Uh, the first thing that popped in my head, there was a lot of epic shots. Where I got super excited, you know, you see the uh, what I think they're ATMTs, the gorilla, the, the, the gorilla, gorilla badass, yeah, those the gorilla are, seeing those, those are badass. Now, that, that's the scene where I said that it, there's an iconic picture shot of the adats in Hoth, yeah, right, and they're marching, mm-hmm. and you see the side view, mm-hmm. right? It's like an epic shot. Now, if you flip that over, it's that exact shot, exactly. And if you look at that shot. Johnny pointed out, you see the other AT-ATs. In the background, the you normal ones, yeah. And see how massive mm-hmm. these ones are compared to those? Yeah. Holy hell. Yeah, so yeah, so epic shots like that, that's the that's like the main thing where I'm just like, oh, that's cool. Every other scene, I was like, oh, oh, that's awesome, cool. Which, because uh, you know, we really don't get that much, uh, you do get a smidge of more of information, but I think, I think this was just a trailer for really epic shots, epic moments. And I think there's a lot of misdirection, like you said. I think people are reading into it a bit too much star wars man that's what we do i know i know and and speaking of reading into it i saw i saw on twitter somebody took the scene where kylo holds out his hand and ray asks i just need somebody to show me my place in all of this somebody put those scenes on on the color scale took the foreground the background her face and did the same thing with kylo his face the foreground and the background they're off <laughs> so now they're not in the same spot so right. misdirection like that I, I i think there's a ton of it I think there's only a Star Wars fans would dissect like that. Yeah, exactly. I was, I was like, I saw that. I was like, that's, that's why legit. we have our own goddamn con, baby. Bingo. Exactly. So yeah, um, <laughs> it looks, it looks really cool. It looks really cool. And then, um, what is it? I'm really liking how Luke is treating this. I think it's, I think it's very, very, uh, cool and very different because they, uh, they've, uh, the, the Jedi are always, you know, forward and, trying to help and do stuff like that. He seems very distant, very away where he is just, I don't want anything to do with the force Jedi, whatever rebellion I'm done. And I, I, I think the, the interactions with uh, him and Ray are going to be very cool to get him out of basically retirement is what it looks like. So I, I think that's going to be really interesting. And uh, of course, Snoke is, is going to be awesome. Just what, awesome. What he's doing that's and stuff awesome. like that. And I think there's to be a, like I said, a ton of epic big moments. There's the giant, uh, ATMTs. There's going to be Snoke's ship. I forgot what it's called. The Devast, no, it's not the Devastator, but it's massive. Yeah. So I, I think seeing that, cause it's, you know, you, you always see the Star Destroyer, you know, it, uh, you see it go by and that thing is huge. And then in, uh, Empire, you see the Super Star Destroyer just dwarf that one. And then you see the Death Star and stuff like that. I, I love those kinds of moments where you're just like, Holy shit. Yeah. And I got to say it now. Fuck the pork. Don't do that. Don't do that. You're going to get hurt. Oh, you're anti pork. You're about God. to get jacked up, man. What's wrong with you? Fuck the pork. I, I, the hope, porks, I hope Chewie eats one. I hope he fucking eats one. I think the porks are going to be vital. So they're going to do something very important. They're going to feed Chewie. That's what yeah. they're going to do. And, oh, and yeah, 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 that's, that's what Skywalker's been living off of. Oh. Pork meat. 
Well, okay. Speaking of Skywalker, what I'm getting the feel is is he's like the um the old it's like Shane, the movie mm. Shane from back in the day. He's like the old gunslinger mm-hmm. or the old like master swordsman who's like I don't kill anymore. Yeah, I don't do anything anymore. I'm just here, and it's. You know, it's just this this precocious youngster coming along going, <laughs> I need your help. Can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? And he's like, no. And he's just like this this curmudgeon old dude who's just like, I'm done with all that. Mm-hmm. Leave me alone. And all of a sudden, something happens. And next thing you know, he's in it. Ass whooping begins. Well, this is a, a great segue for our email we got from Dave from Dublin, who has been a listener for a long time. He, this is what Dave had to say. He says, Hey, Raj Lessonboo, long time listening to you guys and love the show and decided to mail you guys my first question. So go easy. <laughs> Luke, Luke's our hero growing up, but are we all prepared for him to be unlike in an unlikable asshole in The Last Jedi? So that's kind of what you're going at. Yes. Uh, Barry's room is saying he's such an asshole and won't train Rue and refuses Leia's call to action. Ray gets frustrated with him and leaves Kylo and Luke. Luke realizes he screwed up again and leaves to save her and save the day. Those are like speculations or rumors. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of get that feeling. What kind of damage will it do to our view of him if he's really like this? Personally, I'll be gutted. Unless he comes to save the day. Will he, though? Oscar Isaac said we're going to see Luke and Luke we imagine and always wanted to, especially towards the end of the film. So is he all-powerful and going to wreck shop? Love to hear you guys kick this around. Keep up the great work. And know that's your appointment listening and in my top five pods. Oh, that's really nice of you. Mm-hmm. Appreciate Extremely it. Extremely nice, Dave. Your pal, Dave in Dublin. Bonus question. That shot of Chewie in the Falcon, could it be possibly be Luke piling it on his way to go save Ray in the Resistance? How fucking cool would it be to see that? He's got to leave the island somehow. Again, thanks a million and may the force be with you. Dave from Dublin. Okay, so Dave, thank you for the email. So, great question. Would it ruin our view of Luke? Uh, yeah, it would ruin our view of Luke unless he comes in and saves the day and he's going to wreck some shop, uh, like you said <laughs> earlier. Um, Luke right now is Luke Skywalker to us, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he is our hero. And to see him be a dick, that's going to be a blow to everybody. But wasn't, wasn't Yoda kind of that way in Empire? Wasn't he like a, he was a, just a dick flippant bro. and just a jerk? Like, who the hell are you? I don't know Skywalker. Don't know we, you we didn't for know, a purpose. But we didn't know Yoda. Mm-hmm. We know Luke. Uh, we know him all our lives. Okay, but this, for me, I'm, the only reason why I'm saying this is because I would be devastated too. But the reason why I'm bringing it up is because that will be the spoonful of sugar for me to take <laughs> down with this medicine. Well, why are you with, saying, you mean if he comes back and saves a day? Meaning that if he is a jerk and if he is like, the Jedi are done and I won't train you and you need to leave and you need to hide. And I don't want anything to do with this. If he is that guy, like I said, the wily old gunslinger for me, I'm going to say Yoda was the same way in a sense. And correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't he, wasn't Yoda? Like, who are you? I don't know who any Skywalkers. No, 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 I don't no, know. You're hundred percent right with that. that. I, he's saying as we've grown up thinking yes. Luke Skywalker is the, our hero. We, I mean, this is yes. our guy. He saved the galaxy. He did everything right. And then now you're going to show me a Luke after four, 30 years, mm-hmm. whatever it is. You're going to show me a Luke Skywalker that's curmudgeon and pissed off right. and evil. And now if we didn't know Luke, that's fine. No, but, but that's what Luke. I'm going to use to lean on. I'm going to lean on the Yoda angle okay. for me personally. Okay. Okay. That's going to be my my uh, trust fall. When, I, <laughs> when this happens, 
when it happens, if it happens, oh, I see what you're saying. This my safety blanket, my binky, is going to be them <laughs> going, me going. Okay, Yoda was the same way. Damn. Let's just. Okay, Luke. I'm going to let that go. Okay, and that's that. It's okay. not gonna. It's not gonna hurt for me. It's. I. I. I kind of dig the change. I kind of dig okay. it. I. I think it's gonna be kind of cool. I'm. I'm gonna say it now. I have a prediction. I have a uh, a theory. Yeah, I think I think Ray is some kind of creation from Palpatine. I think she is a his child, uh, his clone, or something from him. So you think Ray is a Palpatine thing, thingy majitty? Yes, could be a baby, baby clone creation. Who would have sex with that curmudgeon old wrinkly ass man? See, that's (laughs) I'll, I'll I'll give a little bit of information. I don't think that she was brought to Jakku. I think she was found because the battle, the battle of Jakku was the Sith's, uh, or the Empire's secret science military base under the planet. So what I think is that they were housing her there. And I think mm. Obi-Wan or Luke or Han or even Leia, because they all seem to recognize her. Somehow, there, I think there is that. I think they found her, and I think they say that we have to hide her because if would they, if the Republic knows that she is a Palpatine thingy, they're going to kill her. And she's a child, she deserves the opportunity to create her own life and would not be judged for her maker. So I think they leave her there. They leave her there, and um, that's why she's so powerful. Okay, I watched the Force Awakens last night. Ooh. And I thought about this. I was like, because you see Han looks at her. Yeah, there there are times, there's a couple times where mm-hmm. Han looks at her like he knows her. Yeah. And it's kind of like, yeah, there's a connection. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I think that's why, that's why I think Luke is going to be so standoffish is because I, he's like, we separated you for a purpose and now you're fucking up that purpose. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's my prediction. That's okay. what I think. You heard it here first, everybody. I think I could be completely wrong. Please send your messages to at Sithlisboo. Yes. Okay. Well, Dave, thank you so much. And also that scene with him, with Chewie. Maybe. I don't think Ray would leave without Chewie and Chewie would leave without Ray. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Unless she takes off without anybody knowing, which is possible. Right. And then, you know, at night or something. It's and a little tough, though. There's only one ship. Uh, that we know of. There's only one ship that we know of. Remember, Luke got there somehow. There's an X-Wing parked in the back. Very possible. Man, that would be bad or ass, in the water. Dude. Are you kidding into. me? That would be... Oh, how, well, how did Luke get there, right? He pulls oh, it up. It's... He lifts it up. Or she does. Just... Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, this, that these shit. are all questions. Oh, that's cool. And you know what? That would be an epic, heroic, yeah. save the day moment with that. And you know what? That might actually even cut the movie off right there. Let's hope it doesn't end like that. That would not be good. With the pork just going, ah! And then it just fades to black. That would not be wise. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate the email. Keep them coming. Thank you for taking your time out and doing that. Now, I think that's pretty much it. If you guys want to get into some more detailed breakdown of the trailer, like I said before, listen to Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners. We, me and Johnny, we break it down and we have a great time doing it. It was fantastic. And then also listen to, now this is podcasting. I was on their 200th episode. It was a lot of fun. We get into the trailer a little bit, but we talk about other stuff. And then always listen to Blue Harvest. They break down the trailer with the wonderful king of all Toms, King Tom this week, Haas, Tom, and Will do a great job breaking that down. So you have Star Wars content all over the place. 
I think that's going to be it for this episode, guys. We all really appreciate you listening, and we will see you next week on episode number 63 of The Sith List. Wait, wait, wait.